Oh my god, your poor dad. Welcome back to Your Poor Dad. You can't choose your sisters, but you can choose your podcast. So that was the gurgliest. <laughs> okay, I'll do it. Okay, okay, go ahead. Welcome back to Your Poor Dad. You can't choose your sisters, but you can choose your podcast. So thank you for joining us and being the fourth Brant sister. Welcome back, girlies. We are back and ready to rumble. And please... I know you guys were really excited when you heard my voice open up the podcast, but do not get used to it because the only reason I did that for Bailey today, I did her a solid because, do you want to tell them why? A little bit squeaky. Uh, my voice is just a little bit gone. But I thought you were going to okay. say the only reason I did it, uh, the only reason we let Bailey do that is because that's the only time she can talk. Mm-hmm. Well, Contractually. I mean, she can't even talk today for that it's okay if i whisper it's fine um but i feel like that's less preferable okay i don't know maybe you can whisper i don't know maybe the asmr guys will like it maybe we should all just whisper the whole episode no it couldn't be me okay also i kind of hate that like whispering Whispering. yeah asmr is just not for me mainly because i fucking hate mouth noises as you both know Mm -hmm. i think people who like the asmr whispers also like giving their friends hugs yeah. Or like, their or like holding their friends' hands. Yeah. Like, you know, girls who like hold their friends' hands. Like, that's the weirdest thing I've ever seen. Yeah. The only time I feel comfortable hugging my friends, honestly, not even my sisters, I <laughs> is when I'm saying hello or goodbye, we can do we can do a brief hug. We don't need to be like holding each other other yeah. than that. I'm just like not like a very touchy feely girly with I think my we friends. get that from mom. Maybe. I don't know maybe (laughs) (laughs) okay so we're back i know we took a brief hiatus it was just much harder to record in san diego than i was anticipating the two hour time change is like it really gets you (laughs) because if it's four o'clock for me it's six o'clock for you guys so by the time i'm like ready to record at six it's eight and that's like almost bedtime that is past my bedtime right so we just took a brief hiatus i feel like it was nice like i didn't i'm also starting work again so that has been like a lot to balance that and i'm like you know my own boss these days so that's just like very very stressful like i've had nightmares like every single night wow about what like your teeth falling out just like you know um (laughs) Honestly, yes. <laughs> That's my stress stream. Um, well, because that means you're worried about money. And also, I had like really weird <laughs> dreams of this guy who was like trying to inject me with a drug, specifically heroin. And I was just like, why? And then I had a dream of Mark coming back from like, he was like in the depths of addiction, trying to like fuck up my happy life. Wow. And it was just like, It was too much. I was like, get out of here. Like, I could not get rid of him. He was like a little, like, cockroach in my life. And I'm like, can't you see? We're, like, happy here. So I, like, I woke up every night, like, at, like, three or four with, like, a full-blown, like, panic. Dang. I know. So things have been... It's like, I'm... You know when you're just, like, so happy, but also so stressed and anxious? It's like, I have a lot of feelings going on over here. Yeah, I'm kind of just always stressed and anxious, whether I'm happy or sad. Like, stress and anxious is my constant mm-hmm. emotion and feeling. Um, and then the others just depends on what's going on. Paige had to just fill out our census um, as required by law. 
and they were asking so many questions like does bailey brant have trouble um walking up steps is bailey brant have trouble seeing what time does bailey brant leave for work how long does it take bailey brant to get to work and it's like who's asking you want to know all my vulnerabilities and my schedule like <laughs> leave me alone little, that's like kind of like an myob kind of exactly i yeah. know and i was but the I, data is good it's just like what are you using it but for? i also have i haven't had to fill that out before and i, I was wondering it says required by law and i said like is, but it, is it really and yeah. then i saw that if we don't do it there's a a possibility that we would be fined three hundred dollars and i said honey i can't afford that i just went to taylor swift out is that a segue and that is a segue okay so bailey i want to i want to ask you like how candid do you want us to be as candid as we want okay i'm wearing my shirt we got bailey a shirt because this time the first time (laughs) did you guys did you catch that yeah this time um the first time we were overstimulated well in the first no let's be completely honest the first time we were the first time we went to the Eras tour we had vip tickets and i think we really took that, that for granted. granted yeah at least when it comes to merch because we got in and we were so confused wow we got our merch so fast and we'll be completely honest we did not think about you wanting merch we didn't think about you i'm not like a very material items girl so it would make sense like oh this t-shirt isn't and i would have never said anything if i knew you guys were going again i was just like oh would have been nice if you guys uh, thought about me the first time yeah yeah and then i felt really bad so So the second time (laughs) i was like we have to get bailey something and we did not have vip this time and the line it was was a two hour plus line so we said you know what bailey um we're not going to be able to do this. And then you had a friend that just yeah. One of my friends was like, "Hey, I'm going to cut the merch line." Because so what people were doing was cutting the merch line and paying for that person's merch to, so they could buy more merch. Yeah. So it's honestly worth like paying for a shirt, like fifty bucks for somebody to yeah. get out of waiting in like a two plus hour line. So she's like, "Hey, I'm getting something. Do you want anything?" And I was like, "Just get me a sweatshirt, size large." she's tall and we'll be good (laughs) that's it that doesn't add to anyone's time like it's a good system there should be some kind of better system for merch honestly they couldn't have a better system like where else would they put the merch there's like only so many places they could have done it because there's merch outside inside like everywhere and they opened up some of the merch at least the ones outside before at like Like, noon or something wait there's really they did their best yeah there's it's just was it was so in demand and i wish that i would have gotten maybe different things the first time that we went because it was like oh like i just i'll just get a shirt i don't care but now that i'm seeing everyone with that navy crew neck i'm like fuck. the thing is is i knew that i wanted my black sweatshirt before i went to the first show i knew that i didn't think about anything else i know now i'm seeing everyone with like the the gray crew neck too with like the arrows on the back and that was really cute but anyways let's talk about our experience can i go first sure oh my god 
this experience was so much more relaxing with Paige. I was so like, chill. I'm like, <laughs> when I'm a concert girly, like, I want to experience the concert. I want to have fun. I want to make TikToks. I want to, like, enjoy it. I want to drink. I want to, like, experience everything about it, the concert. The first time we went to Eras, Paige was, it was truly like she was going to work. And yeah. it was like she was getting... Or like it was the last day of college and like she had to take a test and this was the most important test. And if she didn't pass, she was going to fail college. Like it yeah. was so, so stressful. Like the whole time I was like trying to make Paige have fun the first time. And like she truly did not have fun until Taylor started. started. And then when she ended. Until I saw that little clock. Yes. And then that's when Paige had fun. This whole time I was like making Paige do a bunch of TikToks. And she indulged me mm-hmm. and it was, it was a much more pleasant experience with you. It really was. And I think because I had gone once before, I knew exactly kind of what to expect. So nothing was going to be a surprise. Yeah. And so I could really relax and soak it all in. There's so much that I feel like I missed from the first concert and Mm -hmm. i think a lot of it has to do with how close we were because Mm we were technically like lower than the stage and we were behind her for most of the time yeah so it felt like a brand new show but i since i knew what to expect i I was very calm very cool very collected i drank this time yeah just i was just breezy yeah, so we sit in our seats and we see Gail, who was great. She kind of made us cry. Oh, she made me just, cry kind yeah, of a lot. Because she was talking about like how, because she sings A, B, C, D, E, F, U, and your mom, and you know that song. And she was like, this song changed my life. Like, you guys don't understand how crazy it is that this song came out. And now I'm opening for Taylor Swift at the Eras Tour. Like, she was so so grateful yeah and so that just like warmed my heart and made me like get a little teary is that what made you teary there was a couple things but i i don't remember anymore yeah and then heim came out which is like we could never be heim yeah like we wish on our on our best day we can be heim you know yeah and they were really fun they played a lot of songs from their first album days are gone which i really love because i love that album and this guy comes and sits down (laughs) by us and he's like Paige, be honest. How old do you think he was? His daughter was 20 and she was his youngest daughter. I think that he was 45. I would say, I would say 49 okay. because he had an older daughter. Okay. And if he's like 20 years older. So I'm like, no, trust me. I've been thinking about this a lot. Okay. Yeah. yeah. And so he's either like 40, he's between 45 to 50. Okay. Much older than me. And he was much, much. And so we're like talking to him and we mentioned to him like, oh, our dad, like we know. Because well, at first it seemed like it was going to be an okay vibe. Like, oh, it's, yeah. it's cool. That like, there's I got this, you girls. There's this dad. He's here with his daughter. You know, I can only, I think we thought it was going to be cool because I can only imagine how our dad would be yeah. if he was there with us. And he would just be so excited to yeah. be there. And it would just be very non-threatening and fun and dad is like dad is such dad vibes with people like dad is never like creepy with people exactly and so so i think we were at first thinking it was going to be like that right it wasn't and then he was he leans over and he's like so like you what did he say he said um are you are you here with your daughter too he's like yeah so your daughter too and i was like sorry what (laughs) 
And he's like, you're my age, right? And I was like, no, this is my sister. And he was like, oh my God, I'm so sorry. And I was like, I'm 34. And he was like, oh my God, I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. And I was like, I am not her mother. She's three years younger than me. Like, are you fucking kidding me? I'm 34. She's 31. You think there's at least 20 years of a difference between us? Are you fucking kidding me? And then I'm contemplating. I'm like, I haven't gotten Botox in a while. These extensions are aging me. Maybe it's my boob job. Like, all these things are just like amalgamation to make me look 20 years older than Paige. Honestly, as rude as it was, it was fucking hilarious (laughs) because you both couldn't stop talking about it. No, Yes. He couldn't stop talking about it during the concert, Paige. You have not stopped talking about it since, though. This is the first time I've talked about it in weeks. Okay. But we're on the podcast, so I have to tell them. But during the concert, he literally would not stop talking about it. The thing that's so weird, well, because it was like he really wanted to have a reason to talk to us. And the only reason he had was to apologize for saying that you were my mom. And so he just kept bringing it up and you were like, truly stop talking about it well his plan a was bonding over parenthood and that backfired <laughs> so his plan b yeah. was to apologize so then he kept buying us drinks but we were sharing the drink because so we were j- sharing the drink because he could only he only had two hands and he told us that he's like what do you guys want to drink but i only have two hands so one for which me, was one for fine you. so in my mind the first drink was the apology drink mm-hmm. he asked us if we wanted one we said yes whatever so that's the apology whatever then he just gets us another one which was nice but we didn't ask for it and that's when i kind of started feeling a little i hate to say obligated i know i don't know why you did that like he literally offended me he could buy me as many drinks as he but the reason i felt obligated is because he didn't just say are you her mom basically and that was it he kept wanting to be with us instead of his daughter yeah so it was like Paige, me, this guy, his daughter. Also, side note, it was so weird. His daughter was at the same show we were at in Arlington. Oh, that's and, cool. And Isn't also, his daughter was cool. And she it was, was so cool. It was weird to me that he didn't switch with his I daughter. Know, just switch. Because, just switch. Because we kept... Because... Okay, spoiler alert, that was the night that she announced 1989 re-release. Yeah, so we were, like, bonding with the daughter because every time she would come out, like, we were like, oh, my God. It's blue again. But it was weird because we kept leaning over him. She and the daughter was... So it was just, like, switch. Just switch it. And then, um, so immediately, you know, the countdown happens. It's been a long time. Paige and I are losing our fucking minds, having the time of our life. We like are crying, screaming. And this guy is literally boxing out his daughter. So it's like me or it's Paige, me. And then he is like, so he's looking at us. He's the whole time. looking at Jade and Jade doesn't want to look at this man. So she's looking straight so I'm at like, me. So I'm so her backs to him. But then I don't want to look at Jade because if I look at Jade, I'm looking at him. <laughs> so I'm straight on jade's look like sideways looking at me and we're just trying to vibe with each other and this man i can just see out of the corner of my eye he's just like hovering. oh his, his presence was right here the entire <laughs> just time. right like imagine like you know your peripheral it was just like a force right here the entire it was, time it was, it was so annoying and like cruel summer comes on and Paige and i are screaming every word we're like videotaping he's videotaping us that's the weird he was video- he has so many videos of us i honestly I thought his video i well i thought he was gonna say what's your number so i can send you the videos i know that never happened i know just, so he, he just, just has them. yeah but his daughter You're was welcome. so sweet and it was so crazy so like 
that happened the whole time. And then every like era, I got an apology. It was like, hey, I'm so sorry. I'm like, and he kept saying, this is the one that really pissed me off for me. Um, I'm sure the mom comment really pissed you off. Um, he kept saying, wow, you know what? I'm, I'm just going to say it. She's amazing. Yeah, like Taylor's no amazing. Shit. I was like, say that one more fucking time. Like, obviously, that's why we're all here. That's why all 70,000 of us are here. I'm just going to say it. And you know what? On Like, out of all of the people in the stadium, like, how many? It's probably, like, 80% women. Probably more women. And then we get sat next to the one straight annoying male in the whole fucking oh, straight annoying single male you know what though i couldn't have given two flying flippity fucks because i had the best night of my life but so it was so crazy because i had said to Paige, Paige doesn't remember this but i was like what if she comes out in a blue in a blue outfit for the 1989 part of the show like that would be so crazy i was like but there's no way she would do that like that's just so obvious then we are watching the show and during Enchanted, I was like, oh, it looks like she's in the same outfit that she was in in Arlington. But then, then I was like, no, then she at first I just thought it was like really glittery. Yeah. I thought it was just really I was like because I saw Cinderella. Yeah. And then she kept and then, coming and it was and it was blue. blue and then it was like a halter neck. So like we haven't seen this dress before. So we're like, I was like, oh, my God, she's going to be in blue throughout the fucking rest of the show. Then she so enchanted happened and then i think it was what it doesn't matter everything was blue (laughs) i know but but then when we saw the evermore set and she was blue that was insane yeah because i i also thought she was gonna play invisible string i really i know why i thought that was gonna happen i really thought man here's the thing about me i was 100 percent convinced we were getting invisible string because she played it the first four or five yeah. shows or something and then she stopped and switched up visible string with the one dallas was like one of the first shows that yeah she didn't play i it. think it was the, the the show before us. i think so City, yeah um and then so i'm like she's this is the last show anything can happen she's gonna go back to invisible string that's one of my favorite songs so i was really in my head that's what was happening didn't happen i also was i would have bet all of i would have bet my dogs that, she was, gonna <laughs> that she was gonna play cornelia street oh my god yeah i totally thought she was gonna play cornelia street and so for that reason i was disappointed however yeah i it, it was just the in the moment kind of thing because i'm not every every fiber in my being i was like we're getting cornelia street. I, th- I totally thought like even the beginning chords okay so she comes out next for the 1989 portion and she's in the blue suit again and we're just like losing our minds like the whole crowd was like so loud and you could just tell she was like fucking feeling herself it was so cool to see that part of it and then she comes out in the blue duster and she looks so cute and then of course she plays new romantics which like i think we all knew she was going to play new romantics but we also all knew she was going to play cornelia street and she didn't and like the first chords of new year's day i was like Paige, it's cornelia street and i knew that it wasn't but i was just like (laughs) I was just sitting there. You were like, you looked at me and I was in disbelief because I was like, it's not like it's not happening now that I'm not there. I can really appreciate the choices. Yeah, because for everyone, 
she played Tim McGraw for her very first surprise song. One one. Which is the very first song of her very first album. And then she played New Year's Day, which is the very last song of her very last album that she does not own right yep. now. Yes. So that that part is really cool and I think it's like pretty predictable. But I, I love that. Like the little book ending of it. New Year's Day is not personally one of my favorite songs, but I would have loved Cornelia Street. But honestly, I was just excited to be there for the nineteen eighty nine of it. Well, all. and I love that song. I just I'm telling you. I really thought it was just, it's hard to like like New Year's Day after you you think you're getting Cornelius. Well, Street. especially because I thought I was getting Death by a Thousand Cuts and then I did. I know. So then I thought that I was. <laughs> I know her. I thought that I was a good luck charm or something, yeah. which is delusional. I know. Um, but it's just, I thought so. But it was all in all a great night and Carly Kloss was there. And we still have like no like solid answers to Carly Kloss being there because she was legit in the 200 section. Yeah. I don't know. I'm start like right after it. I was like feeling like Carly had very nefarious vibes. Now I'm seeing stuff from Dumois where that they knew that they knew and like Taylor's Taylor's team gave her the 200 tickets. I just like find that extremely hard to believe. Well, that if that's true, then that goes into what me and a million other people have been saying about it being more for publicity. Like everyone's going to be talking about 1989. I don't yeah, know. but it's like Taylor doesn't need Carly's help to blow, blow up 1989 it. but i think it could be cool i'm excited to see what taylor does to promote 1989 because like that was like her girl gang era and she's still friends with like all those girls but it also could have something to do with whatever the heck this whole scooter Braun thing is yeah okay so let's move into scooter Braun. <laughs> so anyway wrap up t uh ts2 for us it was great amazing bailey any comments no <laughs> Okay, so Scooter Braun this week has been so titillating because Ariana Grande has dropped him as his manager, as her manager. Demi, Demi dropped him, and there's been talks of Justin Bieber dropping him, but those talks have been disputed, but people are saying those disputes are coming straight from Scooter. So, like, we don't really know. We can assume that Justin Bieber is not working with Scooter Braun anymore. Well, and and Jay Balvin and like some other people, Adina Menzel. That was Adele Mazine <laughs> earlier. Um, but and then something that I heard is he sources close to him were like, yeah, he's taking a step back from management so he can focus on being focus on his role as CEO for what um, Hybe Hybe America, <laughs> and that just seems too convenient. Yeah, you know, I think something. I think something's something bigger is going to come out. Yeah, I saw somebody on TikTok say that like Hollywood lets a lot of shit get away, but they uh, Hollywood lets a lot of people get away with a lot of shit, but they do not let people get away with shit w when it comes to money. And I think he's been a little shysty with his money, like doing some shady deals. And you know what? We're going to find out. Wait, I don't know. Is shysty a bad thing to say? I don't know. Okay, well, I didn't mean it bad. I mean, I think it's shady is the word I meant. Okay. So, um, yeah, it's going to be very interesting. It's also very interesting timing because Reputation's six-year anniversary is this week. And it's I think today. Si it's six years ago today that Taylor announced Reputation. And then that um, clip from the show Wild Movie Wilderness, I don't know what that is even about, they had look what you made me do taylor's version 
in their trailer. Yeah. Which is so crazy because we've just gotten Delicate Taylor's version on The Summer I Turned Pretty. Isn't that what it's called? Yeah, but I didn't... I don't... Did we confirm that was Taylor's version? But that that director wouldn't use anything but Taylor's version. I don't know. What do you I mean? Did, Taylor's, I just, Taylor debuted this love with her. Yeah, I... I guess I just, I haven't seen anything that like actually confirms. I have, cause you can, I don't know, whatever, maybe, maybe I would not. assume that this girl has a relationship with Taylor and that she wouldn't use delicate unless it was like, I would sanctioned. hope, I would hope, I think Taylor would be like, fuck you. I'm not working with you anymore. I think Taylor is doing totally fine and everyone's going to be talking about it anyways. Well, also the, sh- Taylor gave them that august that version of august that's like trending on tiktok i just i think that taylor and this director have like a very close relationship that like she could have used another one of taylor's songs i think it's like a sign great Um, Um, i have an update on the word shysty if you want to hear it sure um shysty comes from the german word shyster meaning someone who defecates so um (laughs) it technically means a shitty person um or a shitter and you know what i don't if we want to segue into something else, I read like a really crazy book. Okay. Um, Go are we done with Scooter? Yeah. So, I mean, just more to come. More to come. Um, I read this book that I feel like you guys like totally need to read. I'm not going to. I'm I'll still trying it. to get over. I'm still trying to get through Seven Husbands of Evelyn Hugo. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Smacky. I'm still reading it. Um, okay. Well, it is called. Wait, what is this book called? It's like, oh, the Nightingale, duh. Um, And it's all about, like, French women in World War II. It's one of the best books I have ever read. And it just, like, is going to make it really hard to be in Germany. (laughs) Like, (laughs) I just cannot believe how terrible the Nazis were. Like, it's, it's just, like, we knew the Nazis were terrible. And then it's just, like, oh, my God. Like, they really were just, like, the fucking most evil people. Yeah, but, like, it's not like um americans are all that great and have a super clean history either we just don't like to talk about it so we pretend like it never happened yes but i think the nazis were worse i'm not pro-nazi to be uh, very clear (laughs) but like the nazis it's like it was not that long ago it's like okay like america yeah we were bad and we kind of learned america's not that old i know but like germany like what they did was not that long ago agreed Agreed. So it's just like kind of crazy. What was that? The 40s? Yeah. Yes. So, but it's crazy. Like, ballpark. Our grandmother was literally born in 1945. Like, the war was over in 1945. It ended in 1945. And the whole, like, basis of the story is like the French women, like, basically, French just like surrendered to Germany. And they were like, oh, okay, like, we're going to avoid war because we just had World War One. So we'll just like surrender to you guys. And in doing that, the Nazis completely took over, took all of their resources, like they were like giving them rations of food. So like you would go to the store and be like, can I get bread? They're like, mm, you can have this like really old gray stale moldy bread. And then you're seeing the Germans across the street, like just basically like throwing bread in the trash in your face. And like, meanwhile, you are starving to literal death and like anything you did that was stepping out of line they would just like shoot you yeah and hang you and it's just like how did this happen like in our grandparents lifetime yeah it's like excuse me we all are just coming out of world war one like come on france and it's the like, backbone. <laughs> 
I know, like literally, France. Can you like man up a little it bit? Was the World War. The Come World on. War. The World War. Yeah, and it's just like, did Germany like really need to do that so soon after World War One? Like they were just like they couldn't let everyone just like have a little break. Yeah, no, they wanted to kick them while they were down. Right, and it's like we just had the Great Depression, and America was like, hey, like we've been through enough. And then Japan had to, you know, just like kick us in the ass. And we're like, all right, fine. You want us to end this? We will end this. Yeah. But it's crazy that like, so the end of the book, like they see like the Americans coming through and like the Americans meant so much hope for these people. They're like, oh my God. Like once the Americans got there, they were like, they were able to like move on. Bailey, Why? Bailey, Bailey knows because this is history. You know? I know. And Bailey, Bailey knows history. I'm just laughing because like, we're just getting a history lesson. I know. I you, get, you can get everything from this podcast. You can get Scooter Braun drama. You can get um, Nazi drama. You can get it all. Yeah. I'll give you a little lesson. And that brings us to Oppenheimer. Great film. <laughs> <laughs> I don't have that much to say about it. I liked it. Did you like it? Yeah. Mr. Roberts saw it and he was like, it could have been an hour shorter. That's what a lot of people are saying, but I feel like the movie they wanted like they made the movie they wanted to make and it was so specific and so as far as i know i wasn't there like true to real life events that they wanted to keep it that way well and are you you're like a history girly yeah you dabble i wouldn't say i'm accurate about anything really solid memory Mm -hmm. yeah and it would be kind of like asking you guys to cut out an hour of taylor swift's concert people get it it could have been just two hours you know like you would get the gist of what taylor swift is all about but every part is so important to who she is so like the guy who wrote oppenheimer was so obsessed with oppenheimer he wanted to include everything and every little easter egg got it okay wow that was beautiful the way you just explained that you used all of my voice for that um well just another little update for everybody um segue off of all of that we are going to europe we are in just a couple of weeks and i could not be more excited and more stressed about it can i tell them that you cried yesterday thinking about leaving the dogs for that long you just did (laughs) Paige cried yesterday because she's worried about them i am i'm gonna be gone for so long and it makes me so sad because um they're just so special i know but Paige, like you are like such a little ball of stress you gotta like let go and let god sometimes and speaking of the dogs i just have to say um i'm really not joking when i talk about the frenchies and their allergy journey um everyone if you have dogs that have allergies really just go to Barking Creek because these you need to look at roman's belly Mm -hmm. like it's he still has his allergies like outside allergies that like are showing up like on his back but his belly where he would have i don't know just welts like red redness it looks so much better and it just makes me so sad knowing that i'm gonna leave them for 10 days at a boarding place which they love the boarding place but because there's so many other dogs at this boarding place and they're just playing extra outside every after three days they're both of their eyes are like bloodshot red because like their allergies are just like inflamed i'm like what's what are they gonna look like after 10 days yeah they're gonna be beautiful they're gonna be fine as long as they're alive when i like as they're gonna be safe it is kind of bizarre about the food and roman skin in particular because before when he was very inflamed his nipples kept (laughs) like expanding and it was like weird like they were so swollen 
And now, even when he gets the bumps on his back, his nipples are the right size. So I don't know what was in that other food that would specifically enlarge his nipples. So Barking Creek, if you have enlarged dog nipples, Barking Creek will help you. Yeah. Honestly, Hank is the same. I mean, Hank is like kind of like the easiest dog ever. And he's already like gorgeous. But um, they sent me like this huge care package full of treats. And we were literally at McDonald's. And I was like trying to give Hank like a treat when we were on our road trip, like a little like um, French fry or something. And he just like would not take the French fries because now he's so used to like this like premium Barking Creek treats. He won't take the fucking French fry. Yeah. He's like actually the pickiest dog in the world. Like I'm like trying to feed him like, oh, here's like a carrot. Here's broccoli. Here's a French fry. Here's a cheeseburger. He's like, no, I just want like my um, locally sourced sustainable Waco beef. Yeah, he says, um, I know my worth. Yeah. Uh, don't try to cheapen me with that McDonald's. I've taught him that. Um, just because, sorry this whole intro is so long, but guys, we've missed you. We got to fill you in. I just wanted to say, um, I know some of you were asking, um, I'm not dating anybody. So. <laughs> <laughs> so it's like, cause people were like, is Paige still talking to that guy? Randy. Randy. I, I'm not talking to anybody anymore. <laughs> So, yeah. so if you have any more brothers you want to set page up brothers friends i don't know doctors cousins, lawyers business executives truly you know i'm i don't know i was gonna say like i'm open i don't know if i am i'm also very picky you are but like also you're kind of not what is that? what is that i don't know because <laughs> me and mr roberts were listening to you talk about randy and i was like you don't like this person <laughs> but like why did you hang out with him for so long because i i do because i think he was but like the thing is, is like i i think i surprise i fixate on the things that i don't like yeah you know um man i don't know anyways yeah maybe i need to start seeing kevin again <laughs> i think you're like a little over therapized if we're being honest i might be but think- also there was this guy that I was on Hinge, and every single one of his pictures, he was with another guy, and they were always Making like out. hugging each other. And so I asked, because dating apps even engage with that. I don't. Well, he said so. I don't know. He said something that was kind of intriguing, and I was like, "What is happening here?" Because I feel I, like I've seen that I guy have, on Hinge before. I have seen couples who say who say they're like if looking I'm looking for a third. Yeah, but whatever so i asked i was like i'm confused are you just in do you only have pictures with your brother or are you gay gay and looking for a third and he was so offended that i asked and i was like i'm only asking because you don't you only have pictures with this man and then he asked if i was a lesbian and i said (laughs) and i said oh do i come off that way and he was like no i was messing around and i was like okay but i wasn't so (laughs) Wait, did he ask? Did he like you first? Yeah, he. <laughs> yeah, he liked me, and my response was, "I'm confused on what's going on here." Like, your do response you, was, "Are you gay?" <laughs> yes. I well, my response was, "Are you, are you dating a man, and are you guys looking for a third, or do you just only have pictures with your brother?" That's what my exact response was. <laughs> Why did you expect to get a good response? <laughs> I, actually, I guess now that you're saying that, I didn't. I don't, I'm so 
so uncomfortable for you. Why would you do that? Well, how else was I going to know? <laughs> Just ignore. If that's what you think it is and you don't want that, why even engage? Well, because or what if I think that you like to like make guys feel like (laughs) shit. Well, because then whenever he said I'm straight, but then he got weird about it. He was like, I'm straight. I obviously don't have pictures alone. What does that mean? Well, because he's saying like, oh, I'm straight. I don't just like have a photo shoot just by myself. Yeah, but it's like every other person at least has one one photo of just them (laughs) or they have or they have like a friend a friend photo it's like it was just him and this one guy in every single photo and they were always like wait it was just the same guy it was him and the same other guy wait can you show me this guy because i feel like i've seen this guy on hinge before but like you really he might have unmatched me by now honestly i would unmatch you like i would block you i'd report you (gasps) okay let me see the darkest thing about me is I check LinkedIn for daily news. Okay, this guy does not look well. He's from Nashville. Okay, this guy doesn't wait. It's also like kind of hard to tell which one he is because every time I, know. I think he, this one looks a little gay. He has one picture by himself, but this isn't getting. This isn't really giving off gay. But it is a little confusing because it's always the same person. It's not like it's a different friend or a group photo or it's always the same person. I think. So anyways, I already said what I said. Um, (laughs) It is what it is. Anyways, um, so I'm single, ready to (laughs) mingle. Okay. Well, that's exciting. Um, I just came back from a 20 hour road trip with Mr. Roberts. We did six hours. First of all. San Diego, I just have to say, not for me. It's just not for me. Like, did you get, you got the vibe of where we went, or we, blah, 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 where we stayed, and it was just, like, not great. It, was, yeah. it wasn't bad, but it wasn't, like, so our final take on our San Diego situation was, like, it wasn't bad, but it wasn't, like, worth being there for six weeks, like, it away was, from Austin. It was, like, a weekend thing. Yeah, it was, like, oh, let's do this for a week, but, like, it just, it wasn't relaxing. It was more stressful. It was like, we were right next to Petco Park. So that's like their baseball field. So they had like Morgan Wallen concerts there, which was really fun. But like, also when we weren't at Morgan Wallen, it wasn't fun because the streets are packed. Everyone's wasted. It's just like, there's a huge homeless problem in San Diego, which made it feel a little sketchy sometimes when I'm just like walking down the street and like people are like screaming at the top of their lungs, which is like really sad. But like also like I want to protect myself. Um, But we did a little last week in Laguna and that was so relaxing. So nice. It kind of canceled out the whole like San Diego vibe. And I feel like if you're not from California, you're not familiar. It feels like Dallas versus Houston, you know, like they seem so similar. But like to me, I'm just like an Orange County girly, which probably says (laughs) not good things, but whatever. Just says everything they need to know. Says everything you need to know. But we had like the most relaxing time. I saw a bunch of friends, had some friends come and like bring their kids to the pool. And that was really fun. I got to see Lisa and the girls. And Selling OC is going to be coming back. So you guys should watch that. And um, 
we did the road trip Laguna to Phoenix, and that was really nice. Then we did Phoenix to Marfa, and then Marfa to Austin. And I'm like pretty like obsessed with Mr. Roberts still, so that's awesome. That's Hell great. Yeah. I know. So there's that. That's that's that with me. Wow. The um. The only other thing that I wanted to know your thoughts on is the whole Raquel Bethany. I cannot believe Raquel is sitting. She was sitting on this like huge gold mine. And that mm-hmm. gold mine was the fact that she played it right after the reunion and just like shut the fuck up for mm-hmm. months, which Tom Sandoval as we know, did not. Mm -hmm. So her first interview back held a lot of weight. Like she could have like done something much bigger and she chose to go on Bethany. I think it was extremely a half ass, like it it didn't have like a big, like gusto coming back. It did for Bethany. Well, I was going to say they had different agendas. Exactly. Bethany's agenda is like showing the reality TV reckoning. Like, look at that. Can you tell Bailey? I know Bailey doesn't know (laughs) about Bethany's. So you know who Bethany Frankel is? Yeah. Okay. So she's a real housewife, former real housewife of New York. She was, she's kind of considered one of like the, the greats of housewives because she's one of like, she always had like a, a quick, like wit, thing to say um she's very sharp tongue and she's very independently successful well so we were talking about this on the drive home is she independently successful or is she successful because of the show because when i say independently i mean she's not a housewife that needs her husband's right that's what i meant so she got her like money because she was like this chef and she was trying to like sell cookies. And then she started talking about like skinny girl margaritas. And then, so she decided to make that a product when she got a little bit of money from the show and then she sold it for like a hundred million dollars. And I think she was probably like the majority owner of skinny girl. So she was kind of like the first like big business success from the show. And now they have this thing called the Bethany clause. And she literally says it in every single fucking (laughs) Like every other sentence is like, oh, well, the Bethany clause, the Bethany clause. And it's so now if you are on a Bravo show and you start a business, Bravo can have like a percentage of the business because they're they basically like to be honest, skinny girl would be nothing if it was not for the platform that she had. Mm -hmm. Like it would be a lot harder to get that big that quickly. Mm -hmm. So anyways, that's who Bethany is. But yeah, but what she has been advocating for recently. That's what I'm... And that's... So recently she's been... So with the whole SAG strike and the writer's strike and everything, Bethany's like, well, what about the reality stars? Like, you know, Bravo is profiting off of us and they're making their um, residuals off of us, but we're not seeing any of that. And I think she does have a point, but I think she's going about it in a really terrible way because instead of like partnering with Bravo or like... it's like she's making an enemy out of Bravo and Bravo's like, it's like you're, you're literally biting the hand that fed you for so long. Like you are the reason you are who you are is because (laughs) you are who you are because of Bravo. I do think that she, um, is trying to fight a bigger fight because it also goes into remember love is blind. Um, Danielle and, Nick, I think. Cameron. Um, 
no danielle and nick like the girl who liked to jump on or uh, dance on the tables and she always had like the costumes in her closet or whatever and then he and they had like the yeah they, they were told that they were like or remember they came out and they were like the producers were torturing us basically like not giving us water like we were had anxiety well and he has been saying that basically like they haven't the show hasn't treated them fairly he can't get a new job he was in it or something or some kind of tech thing and he can't get a job because he was on love is blind and it's just like this whole thing so it's like i do think that it's bigger than bravo i think it is what is reality tv and like how how is that gonna be handled and everything but to your point um i think she currently the loudest yeah you know what i mean i think she's the loudest and i think she has a point but i don't think she's very like methodical and like safe with what she's saying like and okay and she might not need to be safe but some of the other like like raquel or rachel I don't, now she wants to go by rachel again so yeah whatever but so she isn't bethany has her money she has her wealth like she's I don't know, protected in whatever yeah. way. But some of the, the other p- players aren't. You know what I mean? Well, when I say safe, I just mean like she's not like dotting her I's and crossing her T's when she's talking. Like she's not very informed on a lot of things that she's talking about. I think she's like over- informed in like the very like macro sense. But when she gets into talking about a lot of stuff, she doesn't have the facts like she was talking about like the the top or the below deck situation that I don't really know what happened with that. But like she got that wrong. She kind of got like the scandal of it wrong. So like let's just start like my overall thoughts. This is Raquel's Howie Mandel. You had Tom Sandoval as your example of a flop interview. And then you decide to do the exact same flop interview. Like, why aren't you going to somebody who, like, actually watched the show that can, like, ask informed questions? You're going to somebody who's like, no, I haven't watched the show at all. I have no idea who these people are. And who is, like, talking like they are informed on it. Well, I think that she wanted... I think that she wanted somebody... I think she thought Bethany was the right choice because Bethany is in the universe. Yeah. But she doesn't watch the show. So she can't ask. She She can't can't hold her accountable. Exactly. Raquel's not going to be stuck in a really difficult situation. Right. And Bethany's. I also don't know if everyone was knocking on Raquel's door for a interview. Like I'm, I think, I think think anyone, I think whoever was going to give Raquel this first interview back would have gotten like a top podcast. Mm -hmm. So I don't think it's like Oprah was knocking on her door, but I think like anyone with a podcast would have knocked on her door. Like, I honestly think that she could have gone on call her daddy. What about your poor dad? She for sure could have come on your report up. Yeah. I heard they're taking the most elite guests. I just think it was, they both had such different agendas. Did you listen? I listened to the, to part one. And then when yeah. it stopped, I was like, fuck this. I was so was annoyed. so bad. I was so annoyed. Bethany is such an annoying interviewer. She just talks over them. And well, she was talking, she was talking over them. And she, when Raquel was talking, Bethany would respond bringing back her agenda. Right. And that's what I thought was so, 
I was like, okay, this is not getting me anywhere. I did think it was a better choice for Raquel to go the Bethany route than it was for Sandoval to go the Howie Mandel route. Like, I thought that. Yeah. But it was still a nothing burger. Like, it was extremely nothing burger. The whole thing of her being like, I'm finally speaking my uncensored truth. It's like everything you're saying pretty much is either we already know about yeah. or is like kind of he said, she said, like, Let's get into some of the things. So I actually saw a clip or listened to a clip of Lala talking about this. She's like, there's a lot of things that she talked about that was like perspective. Like, okay, James and the dog. Because she talked about like how James made the dog bite people. Okay, that's your perspective. And Lala was like, there's also a lot of things that she said that just like were not factual. So she said that Lala and Christina Kelly after the Vegas night this season they were like oh my god Raquel you were so good that was re reality tv gold you killed it and then she's like and then the next morning they woke up and they were so bitchy to me so it was like they were praising me and then like then they were like getting to character and Lala's like that never happened she went to bed with her little starlights and then we never talked to her until the morning so it's that's like kind of like a he said she said thing but like Raquel doesn't have like the best track record right now. Mm -hmm. Then there's another thing that she said that Tom Sandoval, um, this was like actually a little juicy. Tom Sandoval was talking about, um, so Raquel called Tom Sandoval out for recording the FaceTime where she was like masturbating. And she said, why did you do that without my consent? And then when they wrapped filming, he said, why did you bring that up on camera? That makes me look so bad. And then Tom fought with the producers to get that cut out. Mm. And she also said that Tom got a producer credit for this next season. He negotiated that. Which, Whoa. like, why would they give Tom Sandoval a producer credit? That just, it makes no sense. Like, they're going to give Tom Sandoval one. They need to give Ariana one. They need to give Sheena. They need to give, like, all, like, the OGs one. And they're not going to do that. It's they're not at that level in their career. It's not like Vanderpump Rules. It's not like Jersey Shore Family Edition or whatever. Well, it's not like the Kardashians, right? Exactly. And Stassi, if you listen to Stassi's podcast and Lala's podcast, it's much more like like insider info on why that doesn't make any sense. But even when Raquel said that, I was like, Sandoval just told her that. Like, there's no way that's real. So how do you feel about her not coming back? I feel like she shouldn't come back. If she can't handle it, then she should not come back. I think that she was, first of all, probably not engaging enough to be on the show to begin with. She only got on the show because she was James's girlfriend. I don't think she can really hang with this crew. And I think that she literally showed her ass this year that she can't be on reality TV. Well, and like, what would she be doing? No one's hanging out with her. Right. And it's like the most interesting thing about Raquel is that she had an affair. Like, her personality is not interesting to me. No. Like, when she was on the... Like, honestly, I was shocked that her and James were together for five years. I was like, she's been on the show for five years? That's crazy. I don't remember her. Like, she's not significant enough to be on the show. You don't remember that she can't give a toast? She can't give a toast. I'm going to have a puppy party for, for Graham. Um, and then another thing along with that was Roman. Jesus, criminy. Roman, look at mommy. So 
Another thing that I really did not like and that honestly triggered me was the fact that she kept calling herself like a love addict and like she kept saying that she healed and all this stuff. But like I never once really heard her take accountability. She like she said that she did fuck up, but like she justified her actions at every turn of the interview. Okay, the only thing I want to say about that is I only listened to part one. But it did seem to me like she was taking she did say that she fucked up she and she was she was sorry and I think that her talking about her being a love addict like she's still trying to figure out why she did what she did I I think I get it but like why then she said I would never have done what I did if I saw any longevity between Tom and Ariana. Yeah, no, I got, I have nothing for that. Yeah. And she kept saying stuff like, well, me and Ariana weren't that close. And it's like, oh, well, that's weird because on the show, and this is another reason why I have a problem with Bethany because Bethany's like, oh, the media blew it out of proportion that you guys were best friends. She's like, yeah, we were never best friends. Then why did you say you were best friends on the show? Why did Mm -hmm. you say Sheena and Ariana are my best friends? I finally found my best friends. Mm -hmm. And why are you hanging out? And Bethany also said, have you never made a mistake before? A mistake is like one, two, three, four, five times. It's not seven months of going behind somebody's back in a malicious way. Yeah. It's like, I just don't see giving like, okay, we can forgive you, but we need to forget you. It's not like this huge, like, oh my God, we all blew this out of proportion. Like a society is just so crazy for not liking somebody who is a homewrecker. Yeah. And I don't really think, I don't believe that she needs to be like burned at the stake for this. I think also we have another thing that Bethany was like, do you feel like you've gotten um, like disproportional hate to Tom? No, I, I agree that I don't think that it's been, I think if anything, the internet has gone worse on Tom because Tom has fed us way more shit. Well, and he's just like being way more losery. And they're like, oh, Tom gets to like get off clean because he's now on the show. Raquel, you could be on the show too. Like she, she feels like she is being so, this whole thing is so unfair. If you would have just moved forward just like everyone else did. And if you would have stayed on the show, if you would have done all the deals that I'm sure were lining, like piling up in her inbox, she could have capitalized on the show. Tom and Ariana had to, or chose to deal with everything right then when it was really fresh. Yeah. I'm sure it was, I can only imagine how hard it was, but she couldn't handle it. I don't know if I could either. Right. So she, so she, leaves goes to that facility and um which is totally fine but since they already had those conversations and dealt with it and talked about it and you know kind of handled it everyone's kind of okay we've heard from them we know where they stand yada yada whatever it's like they were still waiting for her and she was just like prolonging she was prolonging that right i don't know Yeah, I just, I don't see how she thinks it's not fair that Tom gets to be on the show when she could literally be on the show. I don't see how she thinks it's unfair that Ariana is capitalizing with all of this brand deals because she could have capitalized with brand deals too. She she said that, she she said that Ariana should, she was happy for her. She was like, she should get hers. 
Yeah, but she also was like, I'm jealous that she's getting it. And it's okay to be jealous. She wasn't saying that she shouldn't get it. I know, it. but like, you could have all this shit too. Like, I I just don't, I don't know. I don't, I just don't feel like Bethany, like. It just rubbed you in the wrong way. Yeah, because I think that there could have been somebody to g- give her a more meaningful in- interview and dig deeper, not only to like challenge her, but also to like get more like, why did you do this? Like, what's next like what how did you feel while you were in this like place that you were in it was very surface level it was all for bethany and then bethany posting number one podcast in the world it's like yeah no shit any podcast that had this interview would be number one podcast right now it has nothing to do with you you're not smart for doing this anyone wanted this interview and that's that and that's that also, how much deeper do you think you're gonna get with raquel exactly there is no deeper and raquel wants to have a podcast now about for mental what? health she's like nobody's doing mental health podcasts i want to show it from the other side so basically she just wants to give light to other people who do this kind of shit nobody's doing mental health podcasts. like literally that's a whole fucking section on like you nobody wants to hear you talk like you're not your strength is not talking you literally said in pageants your worst section of pageants was talking and you want to be a podcast host Jeez, that's like me being a podcast host (laughs) you are a podcast host i know but yeah anyways that just like got me like so fired up but well good for her mazel so um should we hear some from some of the listeners? Sure. Let's hear something. I'm going to pull them up. I'm going to be hungover. <clears throat> okay, this is just a quick one. Hi, sisters. <laughs> okay, how about you get off my lap then? Roman. Hi, sisters. Hi. I feel like this could be a hot take and wanted to hear what you all thought about this. Okay. So your boyfriend liking girls' pictures. Oh. Not like normal pictures, but like thirst trap pictures. What do you think? Um, no. That's a no for me. Yeah. It's just like, look at them. You don't need to. Yeah, like why do you need to like Publicly it? acknowledge that you liked that ass. That's, like, that's the thing that I find so weird. It's like whatever you do in your own time while you're probably in the bathroom going number two like right like look at what you want to look at but like why do you have to like it to where everyone sees that my george glass boyfriend (laughs) (laughs) likes these titties you know like we already know george glass likes the titties we don't need physical evidence of george glass likes these titties exactly the most astonishing thing when i went through my ex not boyfriend's dog's instagram account (laughs) was when he was sending pictures of like girls asses to like his friends via his dog's instagram account i was like whoa curtain pulled back this is not anything i ever needed to know about and also like he knew the whole time that you had access to that account because Because i created she created it (laughs) like that's just bizarre behavior yeah okay next one next Hi, sisters. Hi. I've been listening from the beginning and I'm usually driving. So whenever good stories pop into my head to send to you, I forget to send them in the mail. Oh, no. But I'm finally here. In the mail? Yeah. It said forget to send the email, but I messed up. Thank you for pointing it out. (laughs) I didn't want to say send them in the email. I just didn't want to confuse everyone else and thinking like, you need to send Pony Express. They need to find a stamp. Like, finding a stamp these days is hard. 
Um, put it on an owl. Okay. I'm a middle sister. <gasps> And we have an older brother, but luckily he gave us an awesome, awesome sister-in-law, so we keep him around. Nice. And I've talked to my older sister into listening, so shout out to Laura if you hear this. Hi, Laura. Hi, Hi. Laura. I have a random story I think you guys will giggle at. It's about my shitty, toxic high school ex-boyfriend, and I'm 30 now, so like, change the names or don't. I really don't care either way. <laughs> Sean, ex-boyfriend, was the worst, i.e. cheater, gaslighter, the works. Interesting. And we- and we finally broke up around sophomore year of college sometime during junior junior year junior year i discovered freedom aka other boys and i slept with my friend's roommate james during my walk of shame home the next day i decided to text my roommate to tell her i was on my way home unfortunately my roommate and sean's sister had the same name oh my god no wait so she was she was trying to text the roommate but she texted okay, Sean's yeah, yeah. sister, and she was cheating on Sean. Yeah, James. yeah. No, they were broken up. Oh, but she was hooking up with James, the first well, guy since. Sean. So that's the story of how I accidentally texted my ex-boyfriend's sister almost a year after we broke up. Oh, <laughs> that's so awkward. The text read, "Quote: OMG, I fucked James last night. I'm going to be so late <laughs> to student teaching today." <laughs> <laughs> so vulgar so embarrassing i quickly blocked her number and all the numbers of sean's family members and laughed it off whoops honestly wait that's what else can you do it's it's already sent just block and it's been a year it's not like you and sean are getting back together so you don't need anybody in that family so just block 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 block. it's even funnier if they think it was on purpose because then it's like what psychotic behavior for her to send this text and then block block everyone walk out yeah yeah, that's actually kind of funny. Um, this listener also asked, random question, but where's the sound from your intro from where that random man goes, oh my God, you're born? <laughs> that's my voice. <laughs> I So that's what I Paige's did- Paige's mom's voice. It's Paige's <laughs> mom's voice, aka me. <laughs> and I actually recorded myself saying, oh my God, your poor dad. Can you guys hear it now? Well, yeah, but, yeah. But, I know, but like, if you hear me say it like this, like, oh my God, your poor dad. Yeah, because it's like, oh my God. <laughs> so then I just like, I don't even know what I did to the sound, but I just like went into Adobe Premiere and I started like warping the sound and now it goes, oh my God, your <laughs> poor dad. And then, um, yeah, so that's me. A little peek behind the curtain. Just that random guy. Yeah. That random guy. That random guy, aka me. Um, all right. I feel like this was like a good episode. Yeah, it felt long. It was. We, only because we've been gone for so long. It's been a long time. Um, shout out to Mr. Roberts and Mrs. Roberts. I forgot to tell you guys I went to Disneyland with them. Did I, did we talk about that on the podcast? No. No, I, no. I we, <laughs> we didn't. We might have talked about it on the other like the facetime episode oh did we i just feel like it was like the best time ever and like we have to do a disneyland trip with them sometime it's like love to. it's literally the most fun ever and i, I feel like they to. would love to do it they would yeah and we would yeah so shout out to them if they got this far mr yeah. robert senior is always like what's going on with the girls why isn't there an episode because <laughs> we've been it, slacking um we're yeah, back baby but don't worry we're back we're going coming back in fall full force we're going to be doing um a vlog of our european vacation so that'll be on me (laughs) i'm sure my boss will be on me every night i edited the vlog you 
Um, and the only problem about the vlog is I'm going to need you to record yourself being so anxious at the airport. Cause I like, will. I'm flying with her. You are? Okay, yeah. get the, you have to get the footage. I'm flying, I think, by myself, so. I'm also going to be anxious because I'm taking a whole week off of work, so that's scary. It's been a long time. And I'm going to be anxious because I'm going to be, you know, in Europe and I should be, like, working. You have yeah. a phone. Yeah. Okay. Thanks, Anyways. guys, for being here. We love you. Follow right. us on Instagram. Make sure to. Are you going to do pod. it? No, go ahead. Your, okay. Make sure to follow us on Instagram, Your Poor Dad Pod, TikTok, Your Poor... TikTok. <laughs> TikTok, Your Poor Dad Pod. Make sure to share us with your friends. Most importantly, we do this shit for free. All you need to do, if you like this episode, just send it to your friend. That's it. That's all you need to do. Just like recruit more friends because the more friends we get, the more like we could grow and then. yeah don't be mad at them they listen to us after not getting an episode for her. well and also what i love to do is stock our reviews so um please give me something new to read yeah and also send us an email at your poor dad at gmail.com oh yeah give us like stories i like today's three were like perfect it was yeah. like such a good mix i like when there's random ones when they're new listeners but they're listening to old stuff and they're like i actually have a story about this as well you jogged my memory yeah you jogged my memory <laughs> Maybe I'll have a voice next week. Maybe we'll see. All right, bye, everybody. Bye.